Clay is easily bent, molded, and shaped by a potter before being refined in fire where it's hardened. Molded out of clay ourselves, God formed man of the dust of the ground. We are pottery, and God is the divine potter. Through his mercy and grace, he is able to reshape, remold, rebuild, and redeem us. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Clay. This is a space for people to share their stories of how God has touched and transformed their lives with His goodness. So today, Jessica and I are going to interview our good, good friend, Courtney. I'm so excited. Courtney has an amazing story about how God um, really worked the miraculous in regards to her struggle with infertility. So welcome to the show, Courtney. Hey, Courtney. Hi, guys. Thank you. I'm so glad to be here and just ready to share my story with everybody. Awesome. Okay, so if you could just kind of just give us a little bit of background where it all started, like when you got married, what were your expectations as far as having kids and so on? Sure. Yeah, in high school, when I was 16, my husband and I met and started dating. Oh, high school Um, sweethearts. Love it. We are. (laughs) Yes. And um, we were just dated all throughout rest of high school and some college. Um, We got married right before we were 22. And so at that point, um, we immediately began to try to get pregnant because that was my dream. I always wanted to be a mom. I always wanted to have kids. So I'd say about after a year and a half, um, we went and got just like some tests done, like, you know, the basic tests. Right. And at that point is when we discovered that my husband, he had a low sperm count and low mobility. Okay. And according to the doctors, I was fine. So at that point, it was just hard (laughs) for everybody. You guys eventually did reach out to an IVF doctor. doctor. So how Mm -hmm. far along into your journey was that? About six years, we tried never getting pregnant. Um, We just didn't have the finances to get any help. I mean, insurance doesn't cover it. And we didn't know where to go. An ad popped up on my phone for a fertility clinic that was in the area. And I was like, I want to contact them. So I did. And we met the appointments. And that's when we kind of got more information on that. Okay, so you guys decided so, to move forward with that, and um, so so six years in, you guys looked into uh, IVF, and did you guys end up going through with it? We did. Um, once we met with the doctors there, we we had less than a one percent chance of getting pregnant, and that IVF would be our only option to have children. So that's what they said. They said you guys had a less than one percent chance of getting pregnant. Yes, naturally, less than one percent chance naturally. Wow. Um, yes. So after finding that out, we, um, we proceeded with the IVF, um, and that just stands for in vitro fertilization. Right. They take out, you know, they take his sperm, my eggs, mix it together, and it worked the first time. Yeah. <laughs> so God. I got That's pregnant awesome. with twins. Yeah. Before they were conceived, um, what, how were you feeling? I mean, were you feeling pretty hopeless, or did you feel like, okay, there are, uh, like you knew maybe in the back of your mind that IVF could potentially be an option. I mean, what were your thoughts? Where were you at mentally? Um, Mentally, I mean, I was very upset and discouraged. 
Um, I felt alone. I didn't really tell much people about our struggle. Very few people even know we were going through the process of IVF. And then even just with my husband, I just, I knew he had a lot of shame because he couldn't provide like the one thing that I wanted, which was to be a mom. And so just every month, every month when, you know, I knew I wasn't pregnant, you know, I would just cry alone in the bathroom Mm -hmm. and then just pull myself together because, you know, I I wanted to be strong for him. Yeah. And that's so hard on a couple. It's not, it's not just the mom. I know infertility, infertility, um, just so impacts couples and marriages. And um, it's ironic that you say you feel alone, which I mean, is understandable. While all the while we know infertility is not an uncommon thing. Oh, no. Like there are many. It's really not. Yeah, there are many other people. And um, I mean, gosh, once I start hearing people's stories, I'm like, oh, oh, wow. I didn't even realize until I guess more. Yeah, it's just such like a taboo subject. People just don't talk about it and they just do it ashamed and embarrassed and alone, you know? Right. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for you coming on here and talking about it with us. I really, really admire. I do. You know, I just, I, yeah. And I want to get this out because I want people to know that they're not alone Yeah, and there's people out there going through the same exact thing as them and that there's hope. Yes, definitely. And, you know, saying six years almost kind of minimizes it, but that's six years times 12 months. That's 12 letdowns times six. And that's just, you know, devastating whenever that's all you want is to conceive a baby. Yeah, just over and over again. Yeah. Yeah. Can you imagine getting rejected that many times, you know, and not getting what you want for trying that many times? Yeah, just losing hope. And so, you know, God blessed sin, which is a beautiful, beautiful thing. Um, and so you, um, I'm guessing after that point, you still decided that you guys might have children again after that, or you're going to keep trying IVF. What were your thoughts with that? Hey, Clean Nation, Jessica here, and I've got some exciting news for you. Now you can show off your love for Clay Podcast with our brand new merchandise collection. From cozy hoodies that wrap you in comfort during your podcast sessions to stylish mugs that hold your favorite beverage while you tune in, we've got something for everyone. And that's not all. Our exclusive t-shirts feature the inspiring Bible verse Isaiah 64, 8 that'll keep you motivated throughout your day. But wait, there's more. By purchasing our merchandise, you're just not getting cool items. You're also supporting Clay Podcast. Your love and enthusiasm keep us going. And now you can take a piece of the podcast with you wherever you go. So what are you waiting for? Head over to our website at www.claypodcastnetwork.com or follow us on Facebook at Clay Podcast and also on Instagram at Clay underscore podcast to check out the full collection and grab your favorites today. And always, thank you for being a part of our podcast journey and now our merchandise family. Remember, every purchase is a step towards more amazing podcast content coming your way. Stay tuned and God bless. With the IVF process, um, we had four embryos total. So we did the two with the twins and then I had two left. 
So at that point, I knew that we would have more children and we would just wait, you know, a few years after the twins when we're got our life together, ready to go again. And then we would do the IVF again. Right. Because they save those um, other two embryos, right? They do. Yeah, they're frozen somewhere and they last a really long time. So. Wow, which that in itself is like mind-boggling and amazing to me. Totally. Technology nowadays. Right. So in your mind, it's like, okay, we know we're having, um, we have these other two um, embryos. We're going to have two more babies. And so how long after the twins are born did you guys decide to go for it again, to, to do IVF again? We waited about three, three and a half years, and we were ready to um, have more children. Okay, and, so- and we just knew in the back of the head, we our, our head, we had those two embryos left. I had, I you know, I had my names picked out. I had plans. I was ready to go. Right, because yeah. I mean, it worked the first time immediately. So why wouldn't it, you know, work? It did. Then? Yes, we we had so much hope. We knew that it was going to work. Right. So then, so whenever you guys decided to try again, walk me through that whole process. What exactly happened? Yeah, uh, well, we originally went in planning to do two embryos again and just come out with twins. Um, But the doctor suggested to do one at a time because if we did the two and it didn't work out, we would be left with none and we wouldn't have another chance. Um, So we ended up taking that route, doing one. Right. Which I was sense, just confident it worked. It worked the, the first, first time. time. God yeah. was going to do it again the second time. And that's right. kind of where I was at. Right. Um, we did one embryo transfer. And then afterwards, you wait about two weeks and do a blood test. And at that point, they can tell you if you're pregnant or not. So we did the blood test and it came back positive. But it was like low numbers. So what they do is they wait a couple of days and they do another blood test. And at that point, we found out that it was a chemical pregnancy. Which is basically just a very early miscarriage. Wow. That's devastating. That's devastating. And for people who don't know um, as much, I didn't realize that you have to actually prep your body for a long time before, right, Courtney? Like you go in for like... um, There is so much prepping, yes. There is um, blood tests and ultrasounds and just didn't you have like infusions or something also like some sort of IV or something that you had to go there was an IV infusion at one point where I had to sit for a few hours and they ran something through my body which is supposed to help make it more sticky and just the embryo attach more right so this and there's shots that you have to give your stomach and multiple times a day there's pills there's just your hormone hormones are whacked it was very hard at that point like I said I had a lot of hope that it was going to work a lot of faith Um, so when it didn't work, I was just confused and just in shock of why I just started doubting myself, doubting my faith. Mm. Um, Matthew 17, 20 says faith, the size of a mustard seed. And I had the faith, the size of a mustard seed, but then I was like, maybe I didn't. What happens? Right. Right. You're trying to figure out like where it went wrong. Did did you do something? Did you not have enough faith, but you did have faith? So what happened? Yep. So that has to be hard. So then you guys decided to go ahead and try again with the second embryo, correct? We did. It was about two months later is all we waited. We had to get my body back, like get the medication out of it. And then I immediately started again with the medication and the shots. And we did the second transfer, the last transfer, two months later. It turned out to be another chemical pregnancy, Mm -hmm. and um, we were out of embryos at that point. Wow. And to even, I mean, 
get more embryos. I mean, that's a whole, like, that's a whole nother process, right? With It's a gigantic, very expensive, expensive. process to get right. more. It's extremely and, and it hard. The process, I mean, it's draining. Yeah. Wow. I just didn't have it in me to do it again. Right. Totally understandable. I mean, that's really, um, have to have two unsuccessful transfers that had to be really really um it was and those were my babies they are, you yeah, know exactly exactly yes. for you know three and a half years i thought of them and prayed about them and had names for them i was very thankful for my twins and i knew i was blessed but yeah. my heart was not full i had always considered having more children i just didn't think i was done so um i was just broken and i was just full of questions you know why would god give me the desire to have children for it not to happen and to undergo all of this why would god allow you know for me to lose those two babies right so within a few months i immediately began looking into adoption and fostering and i thought maybe that was god's will to help another child out there that doesn't have the family to take care of them right Right. And so I um, contacted an adoption agency and they sent me the application. And as I sat there and started to begin to fill it out, I immediately felt like I was told to stop. Wow. This wasn't God's plan. Stop. Don't do this. It's not time yet. So I listened and I did not fill out the application. Wow. Okay. So then what happened next? How long until anything changed? I immediately just began to pray more. I began to push into my Bible more. And I, within, you know, a year, I just really became comfortable with the family God blessed me with. And that took me a long time to do. I was so thankful for my children. I understand there's so many families and women out there that don't get to get pregnant and get to have children. So I got very comfortable with just what I had and was just thankful and content. I guess you can say. Yes. Okay. So now let's get into the miraculous part. So then (laughs) what happened? I just, I have a big smile on my face Mm -hmm. right now. (laughs) Just thinking about it. Yeah. So in January of 2022, my church had the congregation fill out some prayer cards of what we hoped for and what we were going to pray for for the year. I put three things on that card, and one of them was I needed to forgive somebody close to me. Mm -hmm. Um, The second thing was to get pregnant, stay pregnant, and have a healthy baby. And then there was a third thing. Yeah. Um, I just had some forgiveness, unforgiveness in my heart towards somebody. And um, I just knew that I needed to forgive them just for my own sake, not theirs. Yeah. Right. So I just began praying and seeking God's word and just looking up Bible verses and Bible plans all on forgiveness. And so would you say that that's something that you made that decision to do then around that time is to extend forgiveness to that person that you had had some bitterness towards? I did. I just, like I said, I had that on my heart. I put that on my prayer card and I just immediately... You know, it wasn't going to just come naturally. It was very hard for me. So I purposely started seeking that. And I would say by the end of January, I could feel a change in my heart that I forgave that person 
and um, that that was just lifted. That burden was gone. Yes. Okay. So you made that decision to forgive in January. So then what happened in February? What happened in February was that I was about two weeks late with my period. But that, I mean, that happened every once in a while. It was almost like a tease. You know, I'd get excited and Right. It ended up not being. So I um I bought a pregnancy test in secret and waited for my husband to go outside to do some yard work and then I took the pregnancy test fully expecting it to say no. But I took the test and it was positive, which is the first time I had ever gotten a positive pregnancy test before. Wow. Praise God. Oh, That's amazing. And that was with zero intervention like that was natural conception with no um treatment at all correct there was no treatment no help I mean I wasn't I mean I always I was always trying to get pregnant but nothing you know in particular to be done sure that's so amazing God is so faithful so did you just like <clears throat> freak out <laughs> I mean <laughs> I can't even imagine after I all freaked those years. out Oh I looked God. at it. I was just in shock. I had to get the box out of the trash and compare it. And then I just went yelling outside for my husband to come inside. And he thought somebody was hurt. <laughs> <laughs> and I locked I locked us in our bedroom so my kids didn't hear. And I told him. And I just collapsed on the floor in just pure joy. Oh, my gosh. That's so And beautiful. shock. <laughs> wow. God is so good. He's so faithful. And it's like he knew all along that that was what was going to happen. And he had that plan for you all this time. And so to have it finally pass is just, that's awesome. So I think it's interesting how you talked about, you know, forgiveness and unforgiveness um, being an issue that you were struggling with beforehand uh, because, the Bible says that, you know, unforgiveness can actually like hinder our prayers. And I'm not saying that I don't want any, please don't hear what I'm not saying. I don't want anyone to think that I'm saying, well, if, if you have infertility issues, it's your fault because you're bitter. I, I'm not saying that at all. But what I am saying is that when we are contending for something, we are praying for something. If we have unforgiveness in our heart, that can actually hinder God from being able to bless us to the fullness that he wants us to, uh, that he wants to. And so it was totally no coincidence. I mean, would you agree? It was totally no coincidence that in January you made that, that decision to forgive. And then February you got pregnant. Like that's amazing. It is amazing. And I completely agree with you that it was correlated. And I mean, right after the forgiveness. Yes. Wow. And I think he did that very intentional too. <laughs> you know, like totally highlighted that. Like, yeah, he could have had you got pregnant a couple months later. It was like, no, I'm showing you that because of you, um, obeyed me and you forgave yes. this he person. planted that seed yes. and then you went to sow it and made it happen and, you know, went after it and just so obedient. Yes. It's like, you know, your little reward was your baby. I love it. I love it. So tell us about the baby. What's what's her name? Her name is Liliana Faith. So she's Aww. named after my grandma. And Faith, obviously, because 
I had to have yes. so much faith to get her. You did. You did. And I mean, honestly, the fact that you even like when you were filling out those adoption forms and you stopped, that in itself was a sign of faith in that moment. Like you heard God say to wait and you waited. And I think sometimes we can really try to push our agenda that we bulldoze past the voice of God, but you didn't. And you held on to what he was saying. So I just think that's so amazing. Yeah, that's good because, uh, you know, me stopping, I, I wanted that baby and me not filling that out, you know, hindered that. But it didn't because God had his own plans all along. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, it's like the epitome of giving God control. Like instead of you taking control and doing what you wanted to do, you listened and just put it all in his own hands. And it's yes. so good. Yes, that's good. Yes. Thank you so much, Courtney, for Thank you, sharing Courtney. that. What would so before we get off here, um, one last thing. What would you share with somebody who is right now struggling with infertility issues? Is yeah. there any little nuggets? What would you say to twenty year old Courtney's out there? Yeah. I would say I'm sorry. Mm. I know it's horrible and you feel so alone right now, but you are not alone. There are so many women and maybe even your friends that are going through the same exact thing that you're going through right now. Yeah. And I want you to go find somebody to confide in and pray with you and to pray for your future children. Because when two or more gather in prayer, he is with us. Yes. So good. So good. Um, I don't, you know, never, ever give up circumstances can change in a moment. I was giving up after IVF and the adoption, but my circumstances changed. I did not see it coming. It was a complete shock, but it was such a blessing. And it has just helped me so much grow with my patience and trusting in God. And I believe that the same thing can happen to you. Yes. So good. (laughs) So good. And God, he is good. He's a good God and he loves his children and he wants good things for us. And his timing is perfect, even when it is challenging for us. So, yes. And I just have one more thing I wanted to share for that. Please do. Um, Just, I have a Bible verse on my heart that got through, got me through these times. And um, if it helps one person, you know, that's, that would be great. So it's Isaiah 60, 22. And it says the smallest family will become a thousand people mm-hmm. and the tiniest group will become a mighty nation. Mm-hmm. At the right time, I, the Lord, will make it happen. Come on. And that is what happened for me. And I believe that that will happen for other families and other couples out there as well. He will make it happen when the time is right. So good. So good, Courtney. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for sharing. Thank you for tuning in to another inspiring episode of our podcast. And our deepest gratitude goes out to our guests for sharing their incredible journey with us. If you're drawn to stories of deliverance, miracles, redemption, and testimonies, then we invite you to be a part of our show here at Clay Podcast. Your story could touch hearts and ignite hope. Join us in spreading faith and inspiration by completing the guest application on our website, www.claypodcastnetwork.com. And as always, a huge thank you for listening. Your support means the world to us. God bless. We don't need a map, we don't need a plan.